Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. To the lords of the City of London, from the gold markets of the Pacific Rim and the Far East, comes V, the Gorilla Economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the Guerrilla Economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the Guerrilla Economist at roguemoney.net. Spelt R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E-Y.net for additional information and services. That's some old school, brother. Yeah, I need to, I need to redo it. I love it. Images out and everything. I'll, I'll get after it this weekend. Yeah, man, that'd be great, man. That that's fucking awesome. I love that. Siege, it's uh, Wednesday, and uh, Gus joined us early, so we're here Wednesday. It's twelve o'clock. I thought I had a hair appointment. Um, I was gonna get my hair dyed pink, but you know it didn't happen, so it's rescheduled for Friday morning, hopefully. But anyway, we're here, dude. Lots of things going on. This is the aftermath of crossing the Rubicon. We we just had another Republican congressman who just got his phone confiscated. Did you hear about this siege? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. The dude, FBI took insane. it from him, right? Huh? The FBI uh, removed his phone, right? It was his. Yep. his was it? Yep. Was it a, a government issued phone? Probably more than likely. Probably I, I think it was. No, cell. it was his personal. It was his personal phone. And uh, they went ahead and um, they are, you know, it was, yeah, they, they went ahead, they took his, um, um, you know, they took his phone and stuff. I'm trying to find where it was, um, uh, you know, in, in Perry, you know, it was Perry. Um, here, I'll bring it up real quick. Oh, cool. There hey, go. good morning, Crypto Cowboy in the house. Everybody else in the house, good morning to you all. Good afternoon, wherever the heck in the world you are. There he is, congressman, right? Yep. So yep. this guy is part of the Freedom Caucus, okay? Somebody who's an anti-globalist and whatnot, uh, and he gets his phone taken. Like, this is ridiculous, man. This is absolutely – I mean, he was, he was about to go on vacation with his family, and, and, and they take his phone, and they uh, – dude, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. And, that it, and here's the crazy thing. The more and more information coming about with this whole Trump raid, right? We know that Trump was in New York facing charges, okay? Uh, then we also know that, um, you know, Trump was in New York facing charges. We also know that Christopher Ray. He was in Congress. He was under like uh, questioning with the with the House and the High House Oversight Committee, and he was making it a, a point that he was urgently needed to catch a flight. Like he made it seem like he's you know he's got to catch a commercial flight, otherwise he's gonna miss it. But the dude took his private plane, 
his FBI taxpayer-funded private plane to his family's vacation. This is ridiculous. Right? This lying sack of shit. Then we know that the judge, okay, who signed, the magistrate who signed the, you know, the, 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 the warrant for this raid is an Epstein-linked lawyer. I mean, all this stuff is starting to come out, man. Are we at the point, Siege? Are the normies starting to wake up? What do you think, man? What's your take? Well, I think it, it it's kind of it's kind of twofold because I think in terms of of what's happening, I think it's all in in line in regards to what is being perceived as a very very uh, flat and unenergized democratic base, right? Like let's yeah. let's face it, like the past several months, years. Last couple of years, what have they witnessed? They've witnessed a, uh, a brain dead president who has really struggled uh, with about everything legislatively, and therefore their their base is very flat. And I think that this is an attempt that they see what's going to happen come the the midterms, that perhaps the the red wave, whatever you want to call it. And I think everything that's happening in regards to these these uh, investigations, uh, these attempts to uh, because I think they know V. Because the last time that that there was an election cycle, and I'm not stating here. I know we're not on YouTube. I'm not saying it was rigged. I'm not saying anything like that, V. I'm not. I'm not going there. But what I am saying is that I think they understand that there's going to be a lot more forensics. There's going to be a lot more eyes on the elections and what's happening. Probably some covert things happening. And I think this is him to say, hey, we may not be able to get the mail-in ballots. We may not be able to do some of these things. I don't think we're going to get the monkeypox fear uh, uh, elevated enough where we're going to have to shut things down once again, you know, to warrant all these different types of uh, procedures that we did in, in the last election cycle. So what do we need to do? We need to hinder them. We need to hinder them by going after specific individuals. And, and, and lo and behold, it, it very well could be, you know, Donald Trump and, and the attempt to really, uh, change the course of the election cycle and energize their base. I mean, that's a crazy thing, V. And 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 again, I I know yesterday was kind of a of a you know talking a little bit around you know conspiracy in regards to you know did did Trump you know allow it to happen? Did he know about it? But when you look at it, and and I and I kept thinking about this last night as well. Like, you know, the the Democratic Party had everything to gain too by by doing this. Not only in in the terms of of potentially like ruling him out as far as an actual candidate. Yeah, but you you would not believe how excited their base became, how, how excited they are, and and what better way be of give, getting the Democratic base to energize once again by but, putting Trump yeah. up there on a pedal to say that hey he is going to be the forerunner, he's going to be the the top candidate. This is what's happening, and then boom, all of a sudden they don't care about Biden anymore. They they didn't the last time they elected. Everyone knew that he was he was a terrible candidate to put up, but they. They dealt with it. Why? Because he he wasn't Trump. And I think they're doing the same thing again to energize their base in regards to, hey, you know what? It's us against Trump again. We need to get out there. We need to activate. So that I think that's what's happening, in my opinion, V. Yeah, I mean, when you look at all the talking heads on the Alphabet News channels, the Mockingbird media, every single one of them were talking about, look, the Trump raid proved that nobody's above the law. The Trump raid proved that nobody's above the law. This was the talking point. And, of course, brain-dead normies and idiot libs, shit libs, are celebrating, um, you know, this raid. 
and I agree with you, Siege, this whole Trump thing solidifies, okay? It absolutely solidifies both sides of the paradigm. It solidifies, number one, um, the Trump base and those who are, you know, patriots, those who are freedom-loving, those who, you know, are on the Trump side, those who are for the American side, because everybody knows whether you like Trump or you hate Trump, People who are patriots understand that this is a gross, disgusting overreach, the likes of which we have not seen since the Gestapo. Okay? But it also, just like you said, Siege, it energizes the left. It gets them going, you know? And it gets them... Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only thing that got Biden was elected was hate, right? Hate is a very powerful... Weapon. What hate is a very powerful tool if utilized properly. Yep. Yep. Exactly correct, man. Exactly correct. And this is uh this is further dividing the country. You know, it, it, it it's getting to the point where civil war is looking real or a civil divorce, man. Like I don't. I, this, this, see, I, bro, I've never seen it like this, man. Like, we can't talk to the other side. They refuse to speak to us. Well, that that's the, the challenging part. Like, if, you know, if we're not going to get enough governors elected to warrant a convention of states, which we don't know the outcome of that, right? A convention of states would basically, you know, <clears throat> to accomplish a lot of things. And I've been listening to some of their live streams and everything. And last night I started thinking about, like, be like, let, let's say, for example, that, you know, let's let's war game this a little bit. So let's. Let's say, for example, for uh, I don't want to say middle of the road voters, I want to say politically homeless people like how I deem myself that is so uh, disconnected just with the entire election process. Let's just say, for example, that we were going to rally around Trump. Okay, let's say, hey, you know what? We're going to go all in once again. We we know what happened the last time, but it looks like uh, once again, he potentially could be the best. What would some things if we were going to list uh, put out a list of demands, right? If we we're going to put out a list of demands to the to the to the GOP to to Trump to say, hey, look, you know what? We're we're the we're the middle pack here. We're the ones that can decide the election outcome, whether we're even going to participate. You know, here are a list of demands of things that we want you to actively do. You know, what would that list be? Now, my list is very much kind of based upon my own interests, my inputs, which most of us do, right? Our input variables. And sometimes those variables have to change. So I was thinking last night, and again, I've been alcohol free for 10 days. So I think my power of thought has came back a little bit stronger now. (laughs) (laughs) So I started thinking, what potentially could that look like? And V, one of the things that was trending on Twitter was the amount of people who were just so pissed off, including myself, by the lack of the GOP response in regards to this raid. I I, I tweeted out and, and even I, I think I tagged him on on our Indiana governor here, Holcomb, and said, hey, wh- what's your response to this, Holcomb? I think I think every GOP person, uh, not only federally, but state level should be outraged by this the first time in history. So what's his response? And then I started looking at Twitter and I saw a lot of other people saying the same thing, like, where's the GOP? Why isn't the GOP all pissed off about this? And why aren't they doing it? Well, because they they understand this is very good for them because it's going to help raise a lot of funds. And oh yeah, and it's very you know they're very self interest. So so I think and this isn't going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm going to put it out there. Okay, 
one of the, the, the core things that if, if I was to re-engage with, with Trump and get with the Trump campaign, one of the first and foremost things that, that, that I would request and put out in my list of demands is that he leaves the GOP. He doesn't right now. He, yeah. And I know it's not going to happen. I'm just saying this is my wish list. Let's call it a wish list. He lives the GOP and forms a third party. It says, but, you know what? But do you think it's easier just to purge the GOP? I mean, right now, I mean, just look at what happened in Wisconsin. Trump-backed candidate, Tim, Far- Tim, whatever his name is, won, beating a Pence-backed candidate, okay, a rhino. And then we had Joe Kent. And Joe Kent's a pretty interesting character because he's a former intel guy who's sick of the intel state. His wife was a field agent who was killed in Syria because of deep state antics. So he has an absolute blood in his mouth ready for the deep state, right? Joe Kent won big in, in Washington state. Huge. He, he beat out Jamie Herrera, right? No one was expecting that. So is it, do you think it's better? I, I, I mean, I, it looks like it's more easier just to purge the rhinos than try to create an entire third party. What do you think? Well, I think in part that's true until they get to Washington, D.C. And, and, and because we, we've seen this before. We've seen the, the, the people that, that have been there that have, have stated a, a lot of, of personal things that have happened, you know, try to shape the course. And even Trump himself. I mean, let's let's not forget, you know, in, in regards to that statement, let's not forget when Trump was elected, there was a, a, a GOP majority in the House and the Senate. Right. Yeah. But they're all I don't I don't see Mitch McConnell going anywhere anytime soon. So we've kind of have played that that same stance before of understanding that the power structures that exist in Washington, D.C. feed the, the corruption there. The, again, you know, we talked about a lot of time the, the, the merger of, of corporations the banking institutions that really dictate policy. And, and, and anymore, when you look at legislation that's being passed, it's not drafted by politicians. It's being drafted by corporations. That's, that's part of the problems. And, and why do they do that? They, they, they draft these legislative issues. And, and why? Because it's, it's, like a, it's, it's like a huge, uh, you know, again, they, they pass these bills, billions of dollars of spending. It's like a huge stimulus to their, it's, it's, a, it's, it's profits for them because they understand what's going to take place with those, those legislation, those bills. And so, therefore, whenever they get to that that federal level and they win their local election, they get there and the, and the, the, the vicious cycle of the level of corruption, the things that take place, you have the establishment, whether it's Democratic or, or Republican, that has those meetings and says, hey, listen, you're, you're a freshman representative. Um, you, these are some things you need to get. Tulsi Gabbard has, has talked about this extensively about what her first year or two was in D.C., and the power structure says, if you want to go anywhere, you want to be appointed to any uh, committees. Here's some things. Here are some things that you need to do. Here's some things you need to accomplish. And I think from there, that's where it, it changes. So, so I don't, I don't think like a whole lot because we've been we've been doing the same vicious cycle for years upon upon years, and 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 it's more of the same. And a perfect example of that is, B. Why is it that every sitting U.S. president? likes to tout that it's like the best economy ever and the economy growing. We see it with Republicans and with Democrats. It's pretty easy to, to say that when you control not only the power of the purse in terms of where that money is being spent legislatively to the corporations, but you're actively growing the size of the federal government and creating an entire almost voting block, an entire population that, that not only that people depend on for jobs, for income streams, people that are willing to protect that, that establishment. So I, I, I just don't see it within the GOP or the Democratic parties to really manifest and change those things. Not not on an individual basis. I, I think 
I think after Trump, we 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 learned a lot. Even though he he got in bed extensively with with the rhinos um, from from day one, which really really backfired on him. I think the only way is to just, just really ch- be disruptive. We talk about disruptive, disruptive technologies, disruptive financial instruments like cryptocurrency. We need to disrupt things of the establishment in order to change the course for, for the better, not the long term. We need to we need to think more of increments of, of not four years out, but eight and 12 years out on how yeah. to systematically change things once and for all and for good. No, one hundred percent. There has to be a radical change, man. And and maybe you're right. Maybe the maybe a third a third party that's really strong needs to happen. Um, you know, one thing is for sure. What has happened on the international stage, especially when in relation to China in relation to Russia, they look at the United States as a crackhead, an absolute belligerent crackhead, because the people that are running this country, these are all idiots who think this is like 1991. Right. They think the the Cold War is over. We won and we're the lone superpower and we can do whatever the hell we want. We're not even a superpower, CJ. They're calling us a hyperpower. The only thing that we're hyper in is that we're believing our own hype. And the Chinese and the Russians look at us like we're not a serious country. Look, Look at the whole entire Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan bullshit. When you look at that. You know, that move, there was a great article on, on Revolver where that says Nancy Pelosi is a bigger danger to America than China. And the reason for that is that the Speaker of the House visited Taiwan last week, setting off a heated diplomatic road between the United States and China. The event caused a rare event in American politics. Republicrats and Democrats fell in love with Pelosi. 26 Republican senators issued a formal commendation for the Democrats' visit. Many more fawned over her alleged bravery. All domestic issues were seemingly put aside when it came to this visit. The National Review editorial board made the case that Pelosi's, you know, visit prior to her landing, much as we disagree with the speaker on most issues, right? This is a quote-unquote conservative Republican rag, right? On this question, she's been a stalwart. Pelosi, by making this trip against the background of Chinese threats, would do a service to her country. Taiwan and all nations with an interest in resisting totalitarian party states, military aggression. Dude, what kind of projection is this siege? Right? Yeah. Yep. They're, they're calling China as a totalitarian party's military aggression? That's us, dude. She must go to Taiwan. And then prominent conservatives hailed the visit as a massive blow to China and a big win. I mean, dude, these people are insane. They're insane. They're yeah. living in their own yeah. bubble, bro. They're saying yeah. this was a big win for us. Eric well, Erickson said this. He said if the Soviets had told Tip O'Neill that there was a place on Earth that he was not allowed to go, he would have gone there and the entire Congress and every one of us would have cheered. You can't let disdain for Nancy Pelosi deter you from cheering on American support for freedom. Like, dude, what is this? <laughs> don't 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 slap me, V, but I think her visit was a success. No, I agree with you. <laughs> It was a massive success. You know, because, I mean, one, uh, Xi is no Putin, and I'm no Xi expert, but obviously Xi is no Putin. And um, I think the 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 lack of response uh, by China, especially if they were really putting out all that rhetoric, you know, up in advance, which I think they were because it was Chinese officials that were talking about this. Yep. And they raised the ante so much that by the, their inaction, all they did was embolden uh the the uh the lib the libtards and the neocons just completely emboldened them and said hey we 
we did this. So what else can we do? Now, now I'm not saying that they had to shoot her plane down like some of the crazy people, but they they could have you know uh, you know created a scenario to say, hey, you know what, we're going to be escorting you out of of this area. And if it escalated to the point where there's, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I wanted that escalation to happen. However, when you put all that rhetoric out and say, don't do it, we're going to do this. And I know people are saying, well, yeah, but they have the blockade. They're going to, their, their, their game play is the long play in terms of what happens. Well, what, how's that working in, in Ukraine? The long play is there, the billions of dollars that are being spent. And we, I know that the U S is using, losing radically over there and changing Europe forever. But at the same time, it, it gives, uh the 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 operatives in us to say what could our game plan potentially be how you know what what else can can we do so so i think for that reason and the lack of response i look i you know i know china wants to you know gradually in integrate taiwan in terms of the changing you know changing the guard there uh getting back to the the, the structure and they want all people to to the, to the taiwanese to recognize that it wasn't a hostile um, uh, takeover of their, their, their governments and so forth. But I, but again, I think at this point, I, I don't think they have a, a, a choice, but to take action at this at, at now. Um, I know economically, you know, whether they, they, they attempt to change things, drain us, the long play that's there, but I, I, I'm just afraid to be exactly what you said for uh, the, uh, the, especially with the, the, the neocons at, the, and how excited they are now that, that this has taken place that what else are they going to be willing to do? Exactly right, man. What else are they willing to do? It, th- th- this is the insanity. And while we're cheering this off and calling it a great success that, you know, we're still in this weird paradigm that we think we're the freest, greatest country in the world and everybody else is autocrats, or at least the people that are in charge of this country. I don't think the rest of Americans are starting to feel so free nowadays. Okay. I don't think we're starting to feel that we're the greatest economy in the world nowadays. It's literally two realities in this country, folks. Two realities. There's a reality for the political class, which is a, a literally a, a, a absolute believing in their own bullcrap. And then there's the American who's feeling the pain and the pinch of the policies created by these morons that they got to live through. So right now, the United States is not a serious country. And to CJ's point, something has to be done in order to purge this government that we get educated, really experienced individuals who are smart enough, who are educated enough, who understands foreign policy, that we start creating statesmen and diplomats once again so that the rest of the world, especially countries like China and Russia, can understand that we're not a shit show anymore, that we're not you know, uh, um, uh, some sort of a joke, that we are a serious country. And that's the situation here, man. Yeah. Well, and and, and again, I'm I'm not saying that I wouldn't be, you know, willing uh, to support a, a Trump GOP ticket, but I'd, I'd want to see, I'd want to see some things done up front. And and again, this is, you know, I keep stating it time and time again. This is just my my opinions. That the 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 second part of it, if, if he's not going to, you know, go form a third party, the other thing I think he could do is to go ahead and and say. Hey, look! I'm going to go ahead and announce who my running mate's going to be, and my running mate's going to be DeSantis. I I need somebody who, or if not a running mate, a chief of staff, uh, someone that really understands the legislative side of it and the laws, 
and how to work within the confinement of, of DC to establish, to establish it, because that's one thing that was significantly missing. He thought he had people that knew how to get things done in, in DC when he got there, but he didn't. So, and maybe even take that a step forward to say, okay, well, if I want to announce a running mate and it's going to be DeSantis, who, what other positions should we start filling and, and announcing? And it's not going to be Jared and his daughter. Okay. It's, right. it's not going to be. So I'm, I'm open to the idea of it. I really am, but it's not going to be uh, more of the same, uh, more of the, 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 the rhetoric. I mean, there's so many reasons why uh, to me that they want a, a Trump Biden uh, two or, or, you know, if they change Biden out, put somebody else in, you can is because, you know, it does a lot. Like when you look at the multitude of the way that money moves and the money moves within election cycles, there's no every year we hear about this has been the the the, the largest expense election ever. There's to the tune of three billion dollars. Yeah. But within that, those billions of dollars of money spent, people are profiting. People are forming, forming companies to say, hey, let me run logistics for your event. Let me run the technology side of your event. And within that, it, it's, it's, it's a money, it's not money laundering, but it's a way to profit from it. Then you take into consideration, not only the election side, you look at the U S media and who's one of the, 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 the institutions, when you think of, of bailouts, if you think about with Ukraine, you think the military industrial complex, you think of COVID, you think of the pharmaceutical industry, the health industries, you know, all these institutions have been screaming for, hey, we we need something. We need we need some money here. What better way to draw revenue and profits to the legacy media than 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 Trump? Right. I mean, he, he raises a lot of money. He gets he gets the interest there. He gets the viewers and all those things. So so I think economically and financially, they 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 want that. Uh, but I think they're also cautious to think about what that outcome potentially could be. So so it, it's it's multifaceted. But. Um, I think we're definitely on the same page of fundamentally in our, in our country that, that something has, has got to cha change course. And the, the silent majority who have been silent for so long, who have, who've recognized that something is, is wrong, who have not taken action, who have not simple things, even, even shared one of our discuss discussions or engaged with, with one of our, our live streams, now's the time because because this and this potential election cycle that we're entering in entering right now will shape the course of u.s history and and it potentially could change forever and we potentially could never get our republic back v it's 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 that serious no it, it, it is and and the thing is this it's like people don't understand it's like we're not in any sort of mathematical scenario where we emerge out of this as the world superpower. We're not in any sort of a scenario where we emerge out of this as a powerful nation. The best case scenario is that we remain a, 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 a you know, a, a good nation or a great nation amongst other great nations. We, be, we become part of a multipolar reality. Our division, the brainwashing that has been done by British modeled think tanks, think tanks that are modeled after the failed policies of, 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 of the UK. And the UK became an empire of, you know, where there was a one time where it said that there's not a place in the world where the sun would set on the, on the British empire. Now the country is a mouse and their foreign policy did not work for them. And we being the smart idiots that we are, we thought it's a great idea to model our foreign policy 
directly after them. So we have this incredible brainwashed ruling class that is so out of touch with reality that there is no way in hell that when this ship runs aground that it's going to be all peaches and cream. There's just no way in hell. This country will not be a superpower at the other side of this. This country will not be the largest economy on the other side of this. What we can hope for is to be a productive country in the global scale. We don't need 934 military bases in 189 countries. We don't need that. We need a change where we close down those military bases, bring back our men and women, and we have a defense force, a strong national defense, so nobody screws with us. But we need to change our foreign policy from that which is militaristic to one that is based on trade, mutually beneficial trade and commerce. That is how we should be competing as a nation in the 21st, in the 21st century. Not with guns, not with bullets, not with intelligence agencies, not with coups, not with color revolutions, but with commerce, with business, with innovation, with industry. That's how to save America. I don't know, Siege, if that could ever even happen. It's, it's, it's difficult uh, to assess that just because so many things are, are fundamentally broken. You know, you know if, if yeah, if, if, if Americans are willing to get to the point and, and pay the labor costs of, of, of Mexico and China, potentially, I just don't see, you know, U.S. manufacturers, you know, doing that. So then what happens from that standpoint? Well, then the, the shift to technology and robotics and it's and it's escalating quickly, which, you know, I'm not I'm not opposed to that, but we're seeing it in, in nearly every sector uh, that's happening. I can't think of a, of, a, of a industry right now that's not shifting to some type of technology to streamline their 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 labor costs. Well, manufacturers are going to do the same thing. So if they are going to bring some of that offshore type of manufacturing back to our, our country, uh, to reindustrialize, it, something's got to change. Is it? It can't be the fifteen dollar an hour demand for wages. Uh, we have inflation that's that's so high that you know prices are so reflective of of why that higher income is needed. You you can't take that back. You can't put the genie back into the bottle and say, oh well, we're going to go back to homes that are 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 moderately priced instead of uh, adjustment for for inflation. Or automobiles, uh, you know, getting back to, to true value. I, I don't. There, there was a great discussion. I meant to send it to you, V. I'm not sure if you listened to it, uh, but the Saker is back, and the snake, the snaker. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Saker. He interviewed uh, Michael Hudson. 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 Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I missed it, bro. Yeah. So it's on. It's on um, his website. His website, and and it's really a good in-depth conversation about some of the things that we're talking about here as far as is how's it going to be possible for for the united states to 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 do that and it's 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 a huge battle in terms of of trying to trying to get there not with the standard of living that we've been able to to achieve in 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 our country i mean and let's let's face it you know and i haven't been out of country for for a long time so it's not an accurate real-time uh view but i remember several years ago as in my teenage years and going back and visiting 
you know, family in, in Mexico and everything from just like, you know, when I was little, I remember when I was like in like seventh or eighth grade and sleeping on dirt floors. I remember um, out of our, my grandparents' ranch that whenever I wanted to, to shower bathe, it was a hose draped over something. And so, you know, we, we have a good here and our standard of living has been afforded to us. Why? Because of the dollar dominance yep. globally. And it, when that changes, if that goes away, then the American way of life changes forever. And so how do we deal with that reality, yet alone begin to explain it to your average person, right? When you have people that are more than happy to take a chocolate candy bar over a silver coin. That's where we are. <laughs> that's where we are. It's hard to explain to them. A 100-ounce silver bar versus a Hershey bar. And idiots pick the Hershey bar. <laughs> what am I going to do with the silver? Unreal, man. Yeah, yeah and maybe it's a gradual process. Maybe, you know, maybe that's why the systematic, you know, takedown of certain uh, industries and our economy and the way that that, that, it, that it's happening uh, in, in regards to, you know, the, some of the policies that were mandated in terms of the lockdowns and everything that I don't, I don't think that they're really that smart to to accomplish that. I just I think that I just get so frustrated that more people aren't concerned when we look over the course of the last seven days. I haven't added it up yet, but I want to say that they're upwards of close to $1.5 trillion that they have spent in the last seven days, uh, whether it's whether it's Ukraine funding, whether it's the um, Inflation Reduction Act, all these bills that are disguised. And, and I'm not sure if you caught the most recent one was the like they're like this isn't going to go to corruption, everything. That's the $280 billion industry policy bill to counter China in regards to getting chip manufacturers back in the U S 280 billion dollars. And, and where does that money come from? It comes from us. It comes from, from, you know, taxpayers. And again, it's just, you know, it, it, it truly boils down to at one time B I can't remember where, but I think there may have been a, a, a battle fought over what people deem was, was uh, taxation without representation. And, and what is this? I mean, this is, this is, this is crazy how much money, is being printed right now and and what can they do they can tout themselves like biden was saying today that with the recovery is underway inflation numbers are down look at the stock market look at the look at the look at the markets going up this is this is a good thing for us well i mean why wouldn't it be whenever you whenever again close to 1.5 trillion dollars in seven days that are going to the corporations i mean it's just it's just insane and and more people need to be outraged by that yeah yeah Absolutely. Unbelievable, man. Anyway, uh, anything else on the on the radar, brother? Well, again, I think that we're going to we're going to have to have some uh, current conversations in regards to potentially what that change uh, could look like. And as we stayed on our our show several times, you know, you know, observe federally what's going on, you know, pay attention to it. But the heart and soul is is your community. Uh, what what what's happening there? Um, in regards to potentially what what's going to change for you. I think that's important to to stay steadfast on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting times indeed. Uh, who knows? But I think that overall, the focus has really shifted into the power structure, the power dynamics of DC and, you know, basically who's going to be controlling the house and the Senate. There'll be a lot of, a lot of different conversations in regards to, you know, the, the hearings are going to take place what they're going to do here and there. 
but we've 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 we hear that time and time again. How many times have we heard an election cycle where they say that I'm going to uh, support term limits? I'm going to put term limits uh, on our, our elected officials, and it, and it never gets done. They they state that time and time again, and they just forget about it yeah. once they get elected. Yeah, why why would they want to you know cut their livelihoods off? No, they want to milk this thing to our detriment as as long as they possibly can. That's that's their goal, man. That's their that's what they want. It's ridiculous. It is indeed. It is indeed. The only way to do it is cut their pay. You don't want term limits? Okay. How about this? We're gonna cut your pay and we're gonna end special interest. Done. Let's see how long these ninety percent of these idiots would, would would resign if if that would happen. Ninety percent of them would resign. Oh, easily. Heck yes. Yep. Why why go do it? We're gonna cap your pay at one twenty adjusted for inflation. And there's no special interest. Let's see how altruistic you are then. Oh, you're not? Oh, okay. And that pension you were promised? That yeah. pension's that pension's not gonna be there. Nope. Oh. And on top of that, it's uh the healthcare, you're gonna get the same health care that the rest of the citizenry has access to. You're not gonna get some Cadillac healthcare plan. Oh no. Let's see how many of these assholes would want to stay on board then. Idiots. Zero. Dude, people have no idea, man. Yeah. People have no. You know how difficult it is to be a Xi Jinping. <laughs> Seriously, do you ever think about like I'm, I'm not like you know saying China's the greatest or anything like that. Like personally, I wouldn't live there. It's not you know culturally, it just doesn't work for me, right? But here's a perspective: How did that guy get that job? If you talk to a moron in the U.S., you talk to like an idiot like a Charlie Kirk who doesn't know shit from Shinola when it comes to international politics. He'll say he probably killed a lot of people. And a lot of corruption. No. You have to have measurable goals. The guy was in charge of a province that had, oh my God, what, 600 million people? Something like that. Some insane number of people. And he alleviated and eliminated poverty within that region. Right? He had hundreds of millions of people living there. It eliminated poverty, increased the, the quality of life with real measurable metrics. That's how he became a rising star. That's how it takes actual merit to be on the ticket in quote-unquote communist China. How come we have idiots who can't even qualify to being the town or the village dog catcher holding office, okay? And, you know, holding office here in the, in, in, you know, in the United States, having a say over our lives. It's the most insane thing in the world. We have the most not even the most underwhelming group of leaders, bro. And that needs to change. We need to have, you're going to run for office? Well, there's no special interest. Your salary's capped. Okay? Uh, you're going to have the same health care as everybody else. You're not going to have a retirement plan. That's all up to you, you know, all, you know, free for all, right? you got to find your own retirement plan. And then on top of that, you actually have to have working measurable merits. Then if you achieve those goals, you'll get a raise and you get promoted up the ranks. That is the deal. Yeah, right it's, on. It's unbelievable, man. Right on. Anyway, that's what I got to say, Siege. Nope, uh, that's it. Um, that, yeah, that's, I can't hear that's you, good. You, you muted? Can you hear me? Testing one, two, three? Testing? I can't hear you at all. Uh-oh, it's your weird. output. Testing one, two, Can three. Can anybody hear CJ? Testing one, two, three. Testing, testing, testing. Please, can't hear you. Hang on a second. Anyway, folks, we're at the end of the show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, regularly scheduled broadcast. Uh, we're going to have Cowboy on tomorrow with us. Tomorrow morning, Cowboy will be with us, hanging out. 
and uh, we'll have a lot more to cover. I apologize for the lateness of the day. And um, that being said, oh, Kugel, you back? I think it's your output, V. I nope, can't hear you. <laughs> I can hear CJ. Oh, wait. It's V. I can't hear you, but other people can hear yeah, you. That's yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. Anyway, CJ, take it away, buddy. <laughs> all right. All right. Later on.